So last month, last month, um, I make fun of Neil for not showing up, for not being able to do an episode because he had to go to the dentist. So how do I begin my day today? At the dentist. Oh, of course. Of course. Which was, which, uh, which, and, and, and the person who ends up doing my teeth is like one of the heads of the, of the clinic. And she knows how to use those, uh, instruments of sorts. I, I, I could feel, I, let's just say, uh, let's just say I had, I was numb after the experience today. Just comedy gold, man. Just comedy gold. expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Six Talk Podcast Network. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. So, as it is, the round table has now assembled for... Episode five of the uh, of the uh, six talk era. Mike Nicholas with you in front of a live audience uh, in our six point studio. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's it is a it is a little bit different uh, than um, the other gatherings. Uh, Neil Sinclair is not here tonight because he has a life. Jane, James uh, Austin isn't here tonight because. Uh, well, yeah, he has a life too. He had other stuff uh, planned, but um, Shamarki Ing, they're both here tonight because uh, it's been a few months since we've heard from them in any form, and it was time. It was time uh, we had both of them here. But um, once again, uh, once again, uh, we're playing hurt. Uh, Kevin here has a cold tonight. <sighs> yes. So uh, sitting. So we made it a point, or he made. We made it a point to put um, tissues. A box of Kleenex and a whole pitcher of water beside him. In two weeks, too. Yes. Well, the th- the thing is, and I'll tell you the story. Like like Mohammed and I have both had colds in the last month too. Yep. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this story about how I ended up with mine. Okay. Okay. This was like a month ago. Basically, uh, it was a cool night. I decided to go to McDonald's. Oh God. I walked all the way to McDonald's from here. Just down the street. Yeah, that's not that far. That's yeah, like the ghetto. Far. Isn't okay. that the ghetto McDonald's? The dra- yeah, sure, yeah. sure. We always call. I don't know why. It's really? it always looks a little more suspect than other McDonald's. It's it's small. I'll tell you that. And then as I'm walking home, I felt the tinkle a, a tinkle in my uh, throat, and oh. then it was downhill from there. Right. Next day, I, next day I go to. Um, next day I went with my uh, best friend uh, and my sister. We went to go see Joe Coy, the the a Filipino comedian. At the uh, at the Sony Center, so um, that's the uh, that's the thing that um, James and I uh, that I referred to in the digest with James uh, last month, and then the next two weeks were pretty bad. So that's that's pretty much the story of um, the last month for me, uh, having to deal with a cold myself. And, and, and yes, it ha- it basically had been going around. So don't feel too bad about yeah, this. It's it's I think literally it was like an entire cycle of people in the office, just one after the other. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So don't uh, my, my office too. Yeah. So um, let's just let's just call it destiny. <coughs> so you'll excuse us if you hear Kevin uh, coughing. We don't have cough buttons on these uh, microphones. Is that but, a, is that a thing? A cough button? Yeah. Apparently, yes. I mean, I mean, um, the Yeti. I uh, I record my. Uh, there's like a, a button to push. There's there? a mute button. Yes. Okay. I guess essentially it's a cough button. Yeah. I, that's that would be. Part of the purpose, I suppose. My uh, the Yeti that I take my um, uh, I take the uh, the uh, solo segments on my own solo segments on, like like last night, and we'll talk about that a little bit because cool. neither of you have listened to it yet. Not yet. Don't worry about it. Because in my defense, it has not re- uh, hit my uh, subscription box yet. Okay. In my defense, <laughs> I've been listening to old episodes because I'm trying to find the episode where uh, Neil and Adam had that. That final insult with uh, the big comfy couch. I'm trying to find that episode because I wanted to play it to two of my coworkers at work. I remember the uh, the episode where uh, Adam made some comments in regards to uh, one of the girls. Sugar? No, 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 no. Comparing her services. I mean, it was something to do with um, the back page. Forgot what her name was. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, was it when they read off the ad? Yeah, yeah. And the pricing, they were like, "That seems reasonable, right?" <laughs> oh, it was the spit, it's the spit take. It's the spit take incident. Yes. Oh, that it, was, it was the. the spit take. It was the. That was the spit take incident. Oh, jeez. You know, I actually, I think I saw Adam at Union like a week ago because it looked like him, but totally possible. I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to be like, you know, I didn't want to be that weirdo. So then I just didn't say anything. Um, I, I just thought, yeah, I looked like it's, him. Yeah, it's, it's it's some random dude walks up to you at Union Station. It's like, hey, I know you from this podcast from 10 years are, ago. Are you yeah, Adam funny. Grant? I know you. <laughs> uh, is that, which one of these two is Adam? Uh, no. No, neither of them Wait, Adam? wait, let me see that. That's picture. It's really blurry now, but that's that's all I got. Mm, no, neither, that's neither of him. Neither neither of them are him. It's, no. I think that's just a An random old. thing random thing i'll tell you this story i ran into um i guess uh i guess this is a good way to start um i ran into brent chintedin um the host of the true north nerds podcast and the former co-host with adam yes he did he came down for the um and we'll talk about the nerd market in a bit uh, because he came down to the nerd market oh um, really yeah so i talked with him briefly Uh, it was the first time i'd seen him in years too so uh, we had a nice uh, we had a brief conversation nice brief conversation so and i met his wife and i met his wife who, who seems like a lovely person. I'm not saying that sarcastically, Brent. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, the real purpose, like, as I said, we want to get, I want to get episode five in, but I especially want to get you uh, back in, and we'll, I want to get your takes on recent things that have happened, um, whether uh, on uh, a smorgasbord of stuff, whether it's uh, stuff mentioned in recent episodes or um, recent news, and we'll get to that in a bit. So, um, oh, yeah. I did want. I did. We we did want to mention this. Uh, we are taping this on um, Friday evening, October nineteenth, day three of marijuana legalization here in Canada. I know you want to. I'll give you a minute. Oh, do you no, want to say anything about this? Because you said you wanted to mention this. We'd be taping just as. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, it's, just I'll give you maybe two minutes. It's it's just two minutes. I'll give you two minutes. It's you know it's it's it is what it is. It happened, you know. Good, good I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, let's just say it seems place seems quasi happy. 
Although although there have been a few tickets for impaired driving already related I, to that. You know, of I course. Feel, I feel like that's just like like that had nothing to do with it being legalized. I feel like that was just that's just somebody whatever. being dumb. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But I think the place seems somewhat happier. These I days. mean, I, I I just I feel like even with it being legalized, stigma's still there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's like, gonna and that's gonna be some time. And this could be what this this could be the the cider for um, the Trudeau government going into the election next year. Oh yeah, this could be the last straw or the thing that. Like I mean, I, I was because hearing, right now that might be the only thing they have to say. I mean, I was hearing all on the radio about uh, Adam Schiff, the conservative, and how he might roll it back. Oh, I heard that too. And I'm like, here. how do you? How is that even like? Like, wow, right? That's, yeah, I know. There's, there's, there's oh, the belief man. about rolling. And there then our that, voter, our voter, that's voter turnout will be amazing if that if they really challenge. Well, that. that's the other part. Like, be careful. Because the people who are like you know, Lord giveth, Lord taketh away. I mean, so. that's 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 one of those statements that will divide the country. That's that's like that's just gonna push the rural and on ur- the urban voting like even further away. Because I'm pretty sure people in rural country you know, may not be super into the fact that it's all legalized now, but could be well, it could be it could be a generational thing too. True. True. Yeah. Anyway, just just a thought. I, I know you want to at least bring it up for a second. This isn't a pot show, so but I thought no. <laughs> it is. It has been a pretty historic week in Canada for that reason. So I, I thought I, we I, had to at least regard it. I will say, uh, one of my coworkers' birthdays yesterday, and we went out for drinks after work, and we had a frank discussion about it, and it was just like talking about how. Um, Excuse me while I open my drink. <laughs> Uh, no, just just talking about how the, how certain people have never done it before. Like there was this one girl who said that um, she she's tried it a few times, but just never never liked it and so forth. And then she never did it again. And I'm like, okay, that's totally cool. You know, no yeah, one's that's gonna, cool. That's no one's you gonna try. pressure to do. You tried it, it's all good. You didn't like it, but then at the same time, people talk about alcohol nonstop, mm-hmm. right? Constantly. Yeah. Like people will show up and be like, oh man, last night I drank so much and then <laughs> co-workers will be like oh man really you drank how much and it's just like that's totally acceptable conversation and right? i got wasted <laughs> exactly right and became the life of the party <laughs> one glass of red wine will make me throw up within an hour just oh, for geez. reference i don't drink at all just never have probably yeah, never will. no I, I i can't do too much either for that re- for the reason like and my friends have tried neil and neil and simon his former roommate, they've tried to get me to drink. Squirrely has tried oh, really? to get me to drink a few. Well, Squirrely, Squirrely, um, Squirrely uh, had me try sake mm-hmm. a few times. And um, it wasn't a bad experience. It's not something I'll do often, I fully admit. But it wasn't a bad experience. So I, I've drunk with, with Squirrely before. You know, like, it's not that I don't like alcohol, I just hate paying for alcohol. Oh, okay. More like I hate paying the amounts that restaurants charge for alcohol. Oh, yes. It's insane. And it's, ins- it, it, it's, I mean, it's a thing. And very rarely will I drink because I just rather spend that 10 bucks towards like an appetizer or dessert. Like, I don't know. Yes. I, I rather I- just like, I'd rather just like, Go to the LCBO, buy whatever I feel like, and then I can take it home and I can drink at my leisure. Like that's that's, that's how I like to do it. 
That's why whenever in university we, you know, people would say, oh, like people, maybe we go out to the club or maybe we'll go to a house party. I always preferred house parties for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a nightclub environment, you you definitely feel pressure that pressure. Yeah. Definite pressure to spend. I mean, that's the whole point of the of, of what a nightclub is, right? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> DD was always my excuse. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. Call me lame, but whatever. No, no, no. No, it's all good. It's all good. No issue with me. I mean, I couldn't do it any other way. Okay, so let's start to switch gears because we went over two minutes. <laughs> Just for reference, and and sorry about it, I had to open my drink, my own can of uh, my own um, Arizona can I, here. I have just finished my. Yes, can. you can help yourself and to I, another the I other the other one in the fridge. One. Exactly. There's another one in the fridge. After the um, break, yes. I will I'm tell you. Drink. I'll tell you this much. As I took a sip, I was reminded I went to the dentist earlier today. <laughs> Okay, so one of the other reasons I want to invite you back, well, like you guys are here too, uh, we were hoping Neil would show up because I know, like, Shamarki, we're going to go, and, and since we now have two Mohammeds on the roster for this show, we have to kind of refer to you guys in some, we have to differentiate between you and, uh, and, and Mr. Abdul Hadi. Who, the elder and the younger, right? Yeah, either elder or younger or by your um, last name initials, Mo S and, we can't really say Mo S and Mo A. Because <laughs> um, that's asking for trouble. That's good. That's good. That's pretty good. Okay, but I know you guys wanted to talk, like especially you, Mo, because mm-hmm. you've never done done an episode with Neil yet. I don't think. Nope. So, same. well, I mean, neither of you have done episodes with Neil. So, and I know people want to do an episode with Neil. Uh, he is, by all accounts, still uh, coherent again. Uh, he's okay. he is out enjoying the evening uh, in downtown. That he does have like seeing a terrific. Terrific thing. Yes. So, um, so, and I know you guys want to talk, mention, talk a little bit about like last time Neil was on with uh, Old Muhammad. Yeah. Like any thoughts? Give me a thought because I, I, we, I, we talked. James and I talked about it already uh, last month. Is there something that came to mind from you guys about uh, hearing about talking uh, with um, Neil about Neil and uh, Old Muhammad on the show? You know, I have to agree with Neil in that Young Street definitely is not as seedy as it used to be. For better or worse. I, I, I agree a thousand percent on that. I used to work uh, near uh, Young and Bloor like four years ago. Like then and now it's like day and night. Like they've torn all, all down, built these giant ass buildings, clean up the streets. Just just so much better. Better or worse? Because like, some people say it had like the seediness has has that does have a charm to it. I have to say, just because I don't have the same kind of nostalgia for Young that Neil has, so you could make the case that it's for the better. Now, personally, I'm upset because uh, Harry Tarantula closed, and I know not everyone. Oh shit! Well, not well. They're still around, but they only have that one location at Steel's and Young they now. Used to have two locations. They one had was three. The, what was the third one? I remember it was the like, Junction. It was one. like yeah, I think it was the Junction That's, one. I used to live near the Junction or like down there, and um, who were in a podcast <laughs> at point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that that that's the one you used to go to. That one in the downtown. What was the, what was the third one? It was yeah, it was the the one on Dundas West. I didn't know if it was at the junction, so it must be that it's one. Dundas West. Dundas then it West. was and Then they had the the young one, like mm-hmm. the one near the Eaton Center, up and the, then the stairs. Yeah, and yeah. then I think they did have that that uh, Steels and Young one the whole time too. I could be wrong, but 
Like, I just remember three locations, and I don't know. I always felt like their sales were a little better than... The downtown one? Just like Harry Tarantula as a whole, mm-hmm. their sales for manga and anime were always, like, a little better in comparison to the other boutiques. Like, in comparison to, say, Anime Extreme or mm-hmm. or Silver Snail or whatever. Hmm. I'm Anime Extreme. Oh, they're still open, right? I think they're yeah, still, they're they're still, still around. They're still, they're still around, around, yeah. Around. They're still very much around. They're so still around. I think they only, they only well, I'm not going to say the only one left, because I'm not really keeping up, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Oh, uh, let's I mean, see. Where, where else do people buy their mangas now, other than, like, chapters, I guess? The Beguiling is still there. They're at their new spot now. Uh, the Labyrinth is no longer in the Annex. Uh, they opened an Oakville location, but, like, they had two stores, and then they closed the Annex location. Uh, Silver Snail still sells manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think One Million Comics sells manga anymore. I could be wrong. Entirely possible. Did they? Ha- they didn't have an Anime North present this presence this year. Did really? They? I, I don't know. They, I don't. I know. think they I did, but uh, oh, I didn't really look around to be honest. Yeah, neither did I. So, uh, like, I, I mean, we were so dialed into doing the episodes and and um, and. Um, talking the voice actress so <laughs> so um well that's an inter- but it is an interesting thought any others uh to come out from the episode from you guys i think the young street bar was like the the biggest mm-hmm. oh, we have yet to put up the uh the um sex toy brothel uh article oh J- you J- know james what? keeps I, mentioning it to me and i figure and i should, then, I should put that, that get, up in the that got shut down right like some it, some it got bylaw shut down before it even started <laughs> uh just the idea of it it's like oh man you must have so much confidence so so much confidence <laughs> i was upset that they shut that down like what does it matter i don't know like let let people do what they want to do like they're not harming anybody i mean yeah i guess i just it's like (laughs) well i mean look we have to put the article up i i really have to put the art i have to really parking yeah (laughs) the free parking was well yeah (laughs) oh the free parking in the rear that's good (laughs) well there's so there's those well, uh, what else can um, what else is there really to mention about that? When he mentioned how, uh, when who mentioned? Uh, I'm trying yeah. to remember. Oh, when they, when they were taught when Mohammed was talking about like the cons that were being held oh, yeah, overseas, over there, back in that Dubai. was a really cool segment. Really cool thought. Yeah, he, had, he showed me a couple visuals, but um, yeah, it's an interesting thought. It's interesting about how fandom is. I mean, we see it mentioned. I mean, it's touched on, and like the odd thing I'll watch about fandom uh, overseas, you know, it's touched on. But to hear it like a real a real story about somebody who's actually been there. Mm-hmm. And remember, I I always say this about uh, about um, old Muhammad. He's been places. He's seen things, um, and and a lot of it can be quite u- and a fair amount of ugly things actually too. Because as I said, he lived through that. He lived the through Arab the Spring, um, yeah, yeah. the Arab Spring. So um, he lived through the Arab Spring. So I always say he's seen stuff. So, um, so when he when you, he talks about these t- things in the in these terms, you know, you you listen too because these are pl- these are nice and th- interesting things, and in that the world is it, it's a lot more or it's a lot more closer to your own than you think. Like 
the way it could be the way it is in other parts of the world we only hear these things in um 24-hour news cycles sure. oh these things happened this terrorist attack happened or violence or political instability mm-hmm. but when you when it, when you dig down deeper it's a pretty ordinary these play a lot of places overseas aren't are pretty ordinary too uh, and I, I just imagine their their 24-hour news cycle I mean, it's it's like you know, it's normal stuff like we go through, I guess, just like a normal place. Yeah, fairly, fairly. So, um, so it has its own, you know. There's a cosmopolitan part to a very cosmopolitan part that um, we don't see often enough, unless you visit it yourself. And as I said, Mohammed's been places that he has. So, uh, so fascinating. At the same time, just for reference, we are also watching the Toronto Raptors-Boston Celtics game at the same time as we're taping all this. What's the, the score? Uh, end of the second, uh, Boston's up 51-43. Yes, this will be a litmus test. Anyway, okay, so la- that's... Oh. And a dunk. Nice work. Nice work, Abaka. <laughs> okay, so that's, um, that's at the heart. Uh, that's, I guess, well, that's enough to... Enough said about um about Neil yeah. and Moh- uh, Neil and old Muhammad and Moh- and Abdul Hadis. Those are what stuck out in my mind, at least. Anything from you, uh, Shamarki? That's about it. Yeah, not much else. As I said, uh, uh, as I said, he's all. Uh, and I keep saying this, and I know, um, and I know, uh, um, old Muhammad will be. We'll hear this sooner or later. He's always welcome back. Uh, we'll just um. <clears throat> We'll just meet him, blindfold him, bring him, bring him back to the uh, Six Point Studio. So you're saying you're going to smuggle pop, him? Spot, you're and then, smuggle and then him we'll into re- the country. And then, then after the episode, we will release him. <laughs> so you're going to smuggle him into the country? <laughs> well, then. I mean, he hinted at it. You know. We he, and and yes, he was released safely. <laughs> okay, so the other things, uh, other things I want to touch on. Okay, I hinted about um, meeting uh, Brent and yes. at the Nerd Market. Okay. What's the, what, the, the nerd market is is a flea market put on by the University of Toronto Tabletop Gaming Club. Okay, and they and they hold and seemingly they, they held the second one. Seemingly they want to do this by um, semi annually. I think. Okay. Um, Kevin's done the first one. I did the second one, and I did it in the middle of my cold. Mm. But I've yet to fully clean up. If you'll know, if you notice to your right, gentlemen, mm-hmm. you'll see a, a trolley which had. Which has the items that I brought yet? I didn't bring too much. I only brought those items. Wait, and were you selling all those items? The items in there, yeah. Okay. Um, if anyone wants the swimsuit edition from the, the, the Dead or Alive from the Dead or Alive video games, they are for sale. <laughs> Inquire at uh, AnimeRoundtable at gmail.com or on our Twitter feed at AnimeRoundtable. Wait, you mean the game, right? Like the extreme? Game, yes, yes. Which one? Well, I'll show you the books later. Okay. So, um, here's the thing about doing this and. And I always met, and I touched on it in the uh, in the in the um, on my on my mind segment last night that I put up last night. Um, I kept keep your expectations low. I always said uh, I was told to keep my expectations low going in. So mercifully, I didn't pack too much because one, I wasn't feeling too well. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the chief reason I didn't pack too much. But then I re- when I this that thought was in the back of my head. Be modest with your expectations. So when I thought. When I packed maybe three, four boxes of items, I thought, okay, maybe this is enough for today. Yeah, much of it was anime, but I threw in some other stuff, some old video games, um, some old uh, seasons of other um, shows. I, I had the, I had, ca- I had the first two seasons of Castle. Those are gone now. Okay. So Wait, um, Castle uh, from oh, what's his name? 
the uh, t- TV show. Oh, Nathan Fillion. Nathan okay. Fillion's uh, See, Nathan Fillion's. I, I thought that's Catholic. what it was, but then I'm like, is there an anime called Castle? That I don't no, know no. About? no, no, no. <laughs> I had some non-anime stuff. So okay. the uh, first two seasons of um, of Castle I had on DVD. He has a he has a good new show that just came. The out. Rookie. The Rookie. Yes. Have you that, seen it? No, I haven't. I the, the only thing I've seen from the new season thus far. Oh, okay. Okay. Magnum PI. Oh my god. Which uh, because my father was such a big fan at the time, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? He, but you know what made and, and, and quick aside. Mm-hmm. You know what? I th- looking back, what made Magnum PI such a hit back then? The mustache. Tom Selleck. Yes. Yeah. It's probably the same reason why Blue Blood still does so well today. He has a following. He has a loyal, oh, no. dedicated yes. following. Yes, and, and and that and and, and Blue Blood. And you is, can is like not that. It's not. It's not a bad show, but it's not worth. Like it's eight a fri- seasons or nine seasons has been on it's for a, like still for- a Friday night winner, and um, but he may, but Tom Selleck is, is, is makes that show too that's very true. much. That's true. N- not new kids on the block. Nope. Not uh, <laughs> Donnie ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> he's and he's not bad in it, but it's just that's what it is. Exactly. And um, and by the way, uh, legions among those legions of fans, my parents easily they true, they they true. they um PVR that show all the time. So uh, my 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 parents are big fans, and my dad. And for reference, my father thought uh, Magnum was okay. The new one? Yes. Okay. He, he says it's wa- he, by his standards, it's watchable, and it'll do enough just to stay on multiple seasons. Probably have a le- probably have have a length, not unlike uh, Hawaii Five O. True. That was on for like what? Not is it, it's, it's still, still going, going. Oh, wow. and it's on the topic of eight or nine seasons, yeah, right? Exactly. Same length. It, those type of shows sneak up on you. Like I remember when it first came out, it was like, "Oh, Hawaii Five and then eight years later, it's still on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just yeah. just like Grey's. You're just like Grey's. Fifteen, oh I think God. that's fifteen now. You know, it's funny. I watch a lot of medical dramas. Uh, the new ones, uh, the Good Doctor, which which is struggling. I'm it on hold. It's, it's not as good as the which, first season. Which uh, which I and tell me how this come. Does have you seen the Korean version of that? No. Okay, because I'm wondering how that compares. Maybe somebody, uh, a Korean listener. <laughs> we have listeners. <laughs> Anyone anyway, with K drama knowledge, feel free. <laughs> yes. Well. Anyway. Anyway. So going back just a little bit. Okay, the nerd market. Mm-hmm. So we went. I did do that, and I will tell you. And I keep saying it's not as frantic as the Nomonoi Ichi at Anime North, mm-hmm. and, and certainly I didn't make nearly as much. I made enough to. I made cost i made cost and a little more mm-hmm. i was pretty happy with it anyway because i wasn't because in my condition i certainly wasn't i in the mood to get too busy to be too busy and so i i kept the expect so i i listened to my friend's advice kept my expectations modest and i was pleasantly surprised actually the thing that stuck out about it is it's pretty well organized mind you it doesn't have too much uh, too much to where deal with it, where was it being held this year um it, it, it's one of the uft buildings oh i forgot the name of the building that's the problem it's like on bloor i don't know the i don't remember the name yeah, but it's on so bloor across from the stadium it's across it's oh, directly across stadium. the stadium from okay, varsity okay. stadium yeah it's like by the station it's like by st george station yes. yeah okay. yeah it's cool. right it's yeah actually you can there's pretty much an under like a tunnel between this building and the station itself nice. so i always like when toronto does that <laughs> and it, it did something that i thought Boy, don't you just wish the Nomonoichi could do something like this? The payment, the payment method. They accept the payment strictly through e-tran- through Interact Transfer. Wait, what? Like um, the payment for the table, right? Oh, for the table, okay. Because um, at the time, because that made... How does the Nomonoichi do it? 
You pay cash, cash right at, at the event, right at the door. That's dumb. And it's that's it, and, so and, dumb. And it's it's a bottleneck. It becomes a bottleneck at the very beginning. But, but for the moment, to get a table there, you'd have to, I guess, register in advance. You register in advance and <laughs> get, hope they respond get to confirmation. you. Confirmation. Mm-hmm. Which which and which, we went through that story earlier this year. Oh, did you? Okay. So but that seems because so... about not getting it. About not myself it? not getting it. Oh, okay, okay. I got mine though. Yes. Yeah. So we went through that story, but um, the thing is, um, and I'm told that the um, nerd market, uh, the nerd market sold out within minutes. By the way. Oh, was it that bad? Wow. No, that that popular this time around. Yeah. So all the tables, I, I, all the tables. All the I tables. think what There's happened about was a couple dozen tables. They they still had some tables like a few days in. I guess maybe people committed but then dropped out. That entirely. Possible. So there was like a wait. There was a waiting list, but mm-hmm. then uh, I know my first time around, like I kind of waited a bit too long, so I got put on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. And it actually got to me, so then I took it. So that's why I went in the end. Tell me just quickly a touch on your like. How did you do there? Because um, anime stuff doesn't like. I think peop- the having being so anime heavy, it was anime heavy, but I, and I, which was which may not have been a like. I think there were complaints about that. I That's I don't think I made enough. I don't think I made enough to cover like a shift at my part time job at the time. Mm-hmm. But I definitely made cost and then some. Like, I'd say I sold my complete set of honey and clover. That saved me, I think, because if I didn't sell that, I think I would have barely broke even. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at the stuff that I sold. I only sold two anime items, and I had about a dozen items. Um, what did you sell? Uh, the li- oh, I'll sh- the list is uh, that piece of cardboard you see on the uh, side of the uh, sofa there. So the cross off items, you can pick it up if you want. Yeah, because that was like a hundred dollar sale. Well, that's good then. And, and then that was it. And like the rest were like little things. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Shamarki uh, just picked up the list I, I brought to that. So, and the cross off items were the items that got sold. So it wasn't much. Oh, as you LA can see. Noir. Yeah. I sold LA Noir, but for pretty cheap. Because really, I was never going to play. Is that infamous one for PS3? Yep. Wow. EB Games sells that for three bucks. <laughs> so you, you did pretty well there. <laughs> I hope that guy is not listening. So, um,. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the, I mean, these are these are what they are. So that's the information. That's uh, the stuff that you see there. Anything wow, that someone bought Shinesman? Jeez. Um. That. Well, that's let's. Uh, uh, that that's 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 another story. I'll tell you that later. Uh oh. <laughs> so um, that's that's a, that's 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 the modest list I brought, and I didn't bring. You know, and there are a few items I am strewn that I thought maybe I shouldn't bring these to this event. Maybe save it for a Nomanoi, if assuming I'm able to do it. Because um, if I remember, we're probably taping at Anime North next year, so I'll probably be focusing myself on preparing to do an episode at Anime North. So um, somebody else may be doing this for me. I may oh. ask. I, like, um, I may ask my sis. Like, I've been constantly telling my sister, "Do you want to do this? Do you want? I, I, I will. I will." Buy your tickets to Anime North for you and your boyfriend if you're willing to do this for if you can if you want to do the flea market for me or you can just leave an hour early. I guess that's an option too. But the the thing is the thing is the uh, the infamous um, studio the portable studio yeah. we have to make a decision where, oh, what happens to that because yeah. I need the space right the travel space. It's a thought. So that's just something we're thinking about for uh, the future. Cool. Um, I. 
while 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 uh, Kevin goes into the thing, uh, goes uh, blows his nose. I will say, having done the the nerd market, I'll I have no problems doing it again because then I can come up with a like scrounge for items, uh, scrounge old items that aren't necessarily anime related, but probably could still find a market, uh, find a buyer within this group, nice. the group who comes to that. So I'm not going to discount it. As I said, well, pretty well organized. It doesn't. Um, Wait, how how was the payment handled? Like it was through it was through. No, 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 account. not for the like your like when you were at your table and setting up. It's all cash. In my case, yes. Okay. Some people and and yes, people did bring their own registers. Some people tried to use the uh, like mobile payments. Yeah, methods, some people like, use like Square. Square. Yeah. Yes, um, I'm not like I can't really justify it right now to no, no, to I go that it. route myself. It. I've thought about using Square for Nomonoichi, but then I just decided not to last minute probably yeah i mean if you if this is something you're gonna do a little bit more often maybe but but i just don't do it often enough to want to justify because i always thought to myself oh i don't know how much longer i'm going to be doing this and i've done this for like five six years now same with like i, I used to not buy a trolley <laughs> and no, we, i used i we had this conversation like i, I okay let me rephrase this, this properly for like three or four years, I couldn't justify buying a trolley, even though yeah, I often struggled dragging my stuff into the convention hall like the dumbass I was. And then finally, I think it was year four or five where I caved and I thought, okay, I need to buy a I need trolley. Because we had this conversation, <laughs> where do you find a trolley, right? Yeah, and where'd you get it? You got it at Costco eventually. Yeah, I went to Costco because they like I got this the, the trolley I use. I've had like I've gone through two, one 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 a hand more of a hand truck. This is a convertible that converts between hand truck and trolley. Yeah, but then they they sold dedicated trolleys. I think that's the one you have. Yeah, and uh, that looked pretty good. That I that looked like a fairly solid item. Just just looking at it and having um, seen it uh, seen it in 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 store it myself. So convenient. I'd oh, say so. Um, store it properly. Just make sure. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, you can store it somewhere. Maybe with the stuff you're going to probably sell in the future. It's in the garage somewhere. Yes. Same here. So, um, as I said, it was a worthwhile. Like this was a worthwhile endeavor. Another opportunity. the The thing about um, Nerd Market is, from Nomonoichi is the other part of it. You're not going to get like. Like I said, there's it's nowhere close to Anime North in terms of frantic pace or and in turn sales. Keep in mind, Anime North is considered one of the events of the anime social calendar in this part of the continent. In the um, certainly in Canada and yeah. probably and and uh, a key and a key social date on the anime calendar and maybe the northeast in the north in yeah. the northeast. It's up there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, Anime North, Otakon. Otakon, those like AX. like yeah, uh, Anime Expo. Those are like North is is in that strat. It has increasingly become in that come in that stratosphere. So there's um so and so because of that, it draws people from out out of town. Oh yeah, Nerd Market isn't that type. No, it's 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 a local thing. It's very much a local thing. So. Anyway, it was worth uh, mention. That's the one thing I mentioned. You know, a past tense anime community calendar event. Because we joked around about James and I joked around. We should talk about events 
that, that are going to come up on the social calendar in the city in case people are interested. We would have mentioned um, Anime North does some, um, there's always something anime related. I think Anime North does some some Halloween thing at uh, oh, yeah. the JCCC, they which usually isn't do. happening this year. Oh, it's not? I don't think it's happening. Well, uh, and um, I, I heard it was that was postponed this year. So we'll check that on the break. I would love for final confirmation, but I heard it wasn't. So I, I remember seeing this, uh, reading something about that. But the events like this, we should mention more. Uh, we'll try and mention more often. But as I said about Nerd Market, worth the try. Probably do it again. At least I can feel more safe trying more uh, another variety of stuff. Probably bring older video games. If anyone's interested in in um, in the Robotech PS2 game. Oh, jeez. Well, we'll talk. <laughs> anyway, um, let's. <clears throat> Sorry. We're gonna try and do a good t- chunk of this in one in one take. Well, or do you want to do you want to get a do you want to no, get your we're, second? We're good. We're good. Okay, let's, so let's power on through. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, okay, so let actually um actually let's uh, let's go into some of the heart of what, uh, the other part I want to talk to you about, Mo. Okay. Because since I just put Kevin on the spot over one part, <laughs> okay, um, over doing the nerd market. Here's the other thing I want to talk. You recommended to me the Bleach live action, and I brought this up last night in the uh, in my in my uh, segment when I was talking about things on my mind. You um, encouraged me to give give the Bleach live action movie um, a watch on, which is an, uh, which is a Netflix exclusive, mm-hmm. and uh, for what it was, I enjoyed it, but. As I said, and as I mentioned then, um, that was the first time I ever watched anything related to Bleach. So, like, I mean, this is the dilemma, and I always, and I, and it made me think about the dilemma about all, about this, about the trend over the last, oh, 20 years, I guess, of superhero movies. Mm -hmm. Making um, something that's approachable for both diehard fans who are Mm -hmm. familiar with older, with the material from the past. Yep. And then appealing to somebody who has never seen it, seen, like, seen these it's like, it's like before. Wa- it's like walking a tightrope. It is walking a tightrope. Yes. Um, the thing is, like when I watched Kenshin, I knew I know. Obviously, I knew a lot about that. When I watched something related to X Men, at the very least, I had watched the animated series back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I think it was the nineties. Yeah, it was it's the original series. So I had some familiarity already with watching that. Um, Batman goes without saying. Yeah. Superman goes without saying. Mm. So Wonder Woman goes without saying. So um, I, I've mentioned three DC stuff, and DC has a, depending on who you ask, sucks. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. James Gunn's going to get in there and try to wrangle up a winner. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we talk about that. We talk about superhero movies in those terms. And then when you add, when you take in, uh, when you add that conversation to that conversation, an adaptation of a Japanese manga mm-hmm. or a Japanese anime. Yep, that takes on another la- another layer of, of debate. How to make that appeal to a larger crowd and maybe a, an overseas, uh, even more of an overseas crowd than usual, because it doesn't have the um, nor- it doesn't have the Hollywood machine usually um, to help. Exactly. I mean, or 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 more like if it makes an attempt on it. It probably shoots itself in the foot. Absolutely, yeah. So, for what it was, I enjoyed it. But what was the like? How, what worked with the ble- with bleach for you? 
Because you said you liked it. I I, I really enjoyed their adaptation of the source material. Um, In in situations like this, people would, the creators would stick to it, like to the letter. But the Bleach, the the, the source material isn't really, I guess, built for live action. Like there's a lot of nuances and stuff. Everyone said that, yes. I think you're not the first person. I've heard that line before. What did it adapt so it's the, the, it's literally the beginning. And, and, of and the for Bleach. reference, uh, for reference, Kevin is quite uh, well versed in the Bleach manga. So he, even though he hasn't seen the live it's, action it's yet, yeah, the, uh, the first arc uh, where uh, Ichigo gets his powers, uh, and then uh, Rukia kind of trains him. Uh, but instead of the whole thing with Rukia being forced to go back and then him training to go fighter and stuff like that, they reworked it where it was. Rukia's brother shows up early, uh, and then kind of, I guess, forces. I, I'm, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but can you can you pick up as to what the brother wanted from? Oh yeah, because he he he, be, he becomes one of the more primary antagonists. Right. It was the... it, it, basically they were using them to beat a giant hollow that they couldn't beat for some reason. Was it Grand Fisher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yes, and because apparently that was the same hollow that killed his mom. Yes. Uh, but instead of doing the whole thing where Rukia at the end uh, is still sentenced to be killed, they just break, like, you know, it's okay. All's forgiven. All's forgiven, but then, you know, they, Rukia, Rukia is for, kind of abandons him. Yeah. So I, I I enjoyed the little side touches with the um, Chad and, um, what's the girl's name again? Orihime. Orihime, Orihime yes. Yep, yep. Uh, they didn't overdo it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like they didn't. I, I think they. They. I think you might have hit it on the head. They just didn't try too hard. Like they didn't try to do too much with it. The source material. The story was simple. I mean, it, they kept it very simple. And reading up a little bit more about the Bleach story, this gets long. I mean, it's, there's a reason. It got what seventy six <sighs> volumes. Seventy four. Seventy four. Mistaken. It went seventy four volumes, and really, they only covered well, a couple. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that long. The the, the movie basically. It, the idea was not to leave it. Uh, open ended, like this movie seems it feels finished. Like, and, this is it. And if this is all they ever make, exactly, okay, fine. Exactly. It was a we can nice live with this ending. closure, exactly. Like, like I mean, with like, Ken, with Kenshin, they made they made it clear they'll do a couple more. But I know that, like, and I haven't seen all of it, but I know by the end of the third movie, it it had closure, so um, that you can end the story right there. And it didn't get let itself get too far. So I think that might have been and that might have been the strength of the Bleach movie. It didn't let itself get too far and let itself get too out of hand. I mean, not not to mention that the overall art direction was just great. I, I enjoyed the fight scenes; they were really great. Yes, like the effects are good. They didn't overdo it. Like I don't know if you guys have seen the Full Metal Alchemist live action, no. which um, I would like to keep my hours. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but give me. But I know. That but I know. Day. But I know that the reviews weren't very good. I mean, that bad. It's it's not that it's in, okay. It wasn't good, but it wasn't like horrific or anything. It's just that uh, there's there's a lot of special effects involved with Full Metal Alchemist. Like with Bleach, it's, it's sword fighting. A lot of it's just sword fighting, mm-hmm. right? So they can do that. I mean, there's that CGI Hall that he fights, but for the most part, it's sword fighting. But with, with Bleach, it's with, uh, with Full Metal Alchemist, it's like transmute. Figurations and stuff, and pulling it's it's a lot of special effects that just didn't really work. It, remember what you just said about you know the source material, Bleach's source material, the original manga doesn't lend itself to a live action. Could you say that about Full Metal Alchemist? Should this have even been attempted? 
Unless they completely rework it, I guess, right? Or they the, need more and, money. And the, and other, like, the way you make a lot it, more money. The yeah. way you make this one sound, though, is this shouldn't have even been tried. With the milk? Yeah. <sighs> That's the impression I'm getting the way you talk about it. It really shouldn't have. I mean, they, 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 they try to stick to the source material with the whole, the kids and the bringing the mother back and all that, and then flashbacks. and it's it, It's just very convoluted and very not appealing like the way the bleach movie has a simple story that you can follow progresses the way normal movies progress and it ends in a nice conclusive way full alchemist didn't do that they, they, mm-hmm. they threw a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards terminology you may not have known like if you hadn't already seen the source material you'd be lost at points and then the overall conclusion was just not what you wanted it was kind and of i like, think that's the key thing remember i remember the dilemma the, we talked about the classic dilemma appealing to somebody who's never seen it before. Sure, sure. And something tells, and once again, even though uh, Full Metal Alchemist, and full disclosure, I do own the, the original DVDs because that was part of um, Comic Den's fire, final fire sale because I, I was able to snag them. Okay. So I have them. Um, I haven't watched them. Although they probably, they'll probably end up on a nominichi ta- uh, nominichi table <laughs> in the near future. So, but the thing is, Something tells me if I tried to watch this live action, mm. I'd have trouble. A little bit. Yeah. Oh. Bleach, I didn't have that type of, I didn't feel, yeah. I never felt like I had that type of trouble. It, it's, they, they, kept the, they kept the world, the universe, everything, they kept it just small. They never once mentioned anything about the captains or the other world they're from, like their mm. hollow world. Are they the, the Shinigami not, world? Not at length, anyway. We just knew exi- it existed. Exactly. I mean, they, obviously there was a captain and his vice captain, but they never go into how there's like... Twelve others and a whole society and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ishida's in there, Quincy's in there, but for like, and that backstory is not touched on too much, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's they just give you little hints of flavors here and there. Like there's a there's a scene in the movie with Chad uh, helping to block a giant thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, in the uh, in the restaurant. In the right. Past I mean, that's joint. that's a tiny hint. That, of to, his to powers, like, of his powers, to oh, people wait, who, and I read up. I read up later on and yeah. says, yes, he does become a fairly significant character exactly. as time goes. I mean, the, so is Orihime for that matter. The way they, the way they, the way they, the way they surgically added that small scene to leave it open for a sequel. That's how all movies should do it. It shouldn't be like a forceful, open-ended thing, right? It should be small tidbits here and there that can hint at future things. It doesn't distract from the overall movie, you know. Yeah. Wait, so Chad, Orihime, and Uryu, like played a significant factor in the show? In this movie? Not really. Not really. They're really. they side characters. Chad's, okay. just a, Chad's just a dude you see. He's a dark-skinned dude you see sitting around reading books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, He's like in the background of every scene kind of thing, right? Okay. Plus, let's not forget, each goes in high schools. So there's a lot of high school scenes. Yes. Uh, Did they show was, any of those, like, you know how they have their friends yep. that you don't really see? Were they, they were all there, they too? They were all there. Okay. Uh, the, the one friend who kept mentioning him dying. Mm-hmm. They had funny jokes. That was a funny joke. I like that whole bit. Oh, yeah, the whole, he died, he died, I he know. died. It was, it was a good bit. And then, and, he, and then he gets and he, smacked he, in the back of the head. Exactly. Like, by, it's by, small by hints like that make people who watch the anime feel connected more to this movie. Like that's something that would totally would happen. In anime. And that's what worked for it. That's the, it's these things that seem to work. I think I would like this adaptation then. It's really good. I loved those first 16 episodes of bleach. Like I played that orange range song into the ground. <laughs> like, I loved that song. Uh, I made just, the... the vibe was so cool for bleach when I was younger. 
Well, the thing is, uh, the thing is, the only other, like up until then, and my only other, um, only other encounter with Bleach, and I didn't know it at the time. First of all, I, I've constantly seen pictures of Ichigo, who, mm-hmm. whose name I only knew re- as I watched the movie, by the way. Kurosaki. Yes. And then the only other thing I'd uh, encountered was the leak spin. The what now? Or Hime's leak spin, which was a, which was like a gif, which was like a popular gif back, back in the day. Uh, so what are you playing? Oh man, it's high school all over again. <laughs> the bleach opener. There you go. But strangely enough, I like the TV edit a little more than the full song. They cut it a little differently, yeah. Any yeah. song, yeah. Any song is a thing, and any song for reference is just a term I've learned recently. It just makes me sad how it all ended. What, oh, bleach? The bleach. Yes. No spoilers. In the way I see it is, Bleach ended when the whole thing with Aizen was resolved. <laughs> After that, Bleach is no longer Bleach. Bleach ended there at episode, <laughs> what, like 3.30 or something. Everything afterwards is not Bleach. There's a jump the shark moment here. It sounds like there's a jump oh, the yeah, shark oh, yeah. moment. It, like they, they, it's, go for it. You can tell he ran out of... I don't, okay, he didn't run out of ideas, but... How do I put this? He dragged it out too long. <laughs> and and evidently Shueisha was was oh, getting sure. fed up with him too because a, I think it's been reported that Bleach did get canceled at some point. Like the way it ended, it was rushed. Cuz uh cuz the way like they really rushed those last 10 chapters, so you could tell that they finally were fed up, and they're like, okay, you got, like, X amount of issues. Clean this up. And finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Bleach's popularity was waning ever since... That ending. The, ...that Aizen arc yeah. ended. Yeah. So, but... And he had more that he wanted to tell. But it's just, like... But it was it was such a perfect conclusion to everything. It's like... It's like, um... Uh, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. Um... Do either of you watch Supernatural? I didn't. No. I know of it. Okay. Like like everything else. I there's a lot I, I don't really watch. Yeah, no, I, cool, I know cool. uh I know how um my my female friends were uh shipping those uh brothers, brothers together. Yeah. All That's right. all I really know all about right. Supernatural that so, so, there's, there's so, brothers. <laughs> Supernatural, the first like five seasons told a nice arc story of like how they became hunters basically the show's about these two brothers who hunt uh supernatural things mm-hmm. uh, there was wasn't there briefly an animated adapt- adaptation there too? is an there anime is an of anime, it yeah, yes yeah. um but yeah there's the first five seasons tells this perfect arc of this demon who uh, it's on the first episode this demon kills their mother and that's how they get into the business of hunting demons and so forth five season perfect arc should have ended by like arc by like season five um there was this giant wave of popularity. Teenage girls really started watching it, and they were like seeing dollar signs in their eyes. So they just kept going, and they're like thirteen seasons now. <laughs> it's still going. It's still going. What? I think season fourteen just started last week. Oh my god! And 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 I blame Hot Topic and the Hot Topic shopping individuals. For keeping this thing going, like I knew, I knew at like eight or nine seasons it was still going on. I, I thought know, it I, finally petered out. I don't know how, like, like, uh, see, I, I try to keep a little bit onto the story, but they they got to the point where God was like one of the main characters, and then they killed God, <laughs> but then God had a sister, 
it just it's like it it's it jumped the shark and then came back and jumped it a dozen more times. It just it just went out. It there. just became Shark Week. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's at least thanks for the thoughts. Okay, so um, actually, uh, let's uh, recharge a bit. There is let's uh, I do want to talk about at least one other the, one of the other uh, Netflix recommendations I made in yeah. the thing last night. And then, obviously, there's been streaming service news in the last 24 hours. Let's take a break. We'll rev it up and talk about those last two items when we return. It's the Anime Roundtable on the Six Talk Podcast Network. And the podcast now continues on this Friday evening, October 19th, 2018, in front of, uh, well, it's an empty studio. Uh, In front of an empty studio, online via the Six Talk Podcast Network, official podcast, Anime North. Uh, Nicholas with you. Nicholas, Shamarki, and Ing in conversation. How far into that second can have you gotten? Half. Let me. I'm about halfway done my first can. Okay, so let's uh, switch gears a little bit and uh, maybe uh, revisit. Okay, because I, I, you, you, both of you have mentioned to me you haven't listened to the um, on my mind, which has only been up twenty two hours. So it hasn't been up for too long. So don't worry. There's no. There isn't. There you have plenty of excuses. Don't worry. I'm not mad about that. Probably a good thing that you haven't heard it yet because you're hearing parts of it now. Cool. Okay, so a thought. Uh, once again, I, I, I made three recommendations, uh, three Netflix recommendations in all of this. And um, so Bleach was one of the first ones. The second one was Flavors of Youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to at least get a thought on this one because this, this caught my attention. And I think you've both seen it? I saw it. You've seen it? Have you seen it? I have not seen it. You have not seen it. Okay. Not seen it. Well, um We'll put that away later. Uh, okay, so impression. Just give a general impression, uh, Kevin, of, of from when you saw it. So it's like, been several weeks since I've seen it. I mean, I'll elaborate on what I said in the uh, in the monologue in the on my mind. Okay, it's been several weeks. Saw it with uh, three or four friends. We. It was at a friend's house, and they have Netflix, so that's how I saw that. Because mm-hmm, you don't. Because I don't and refuse to. <gasps> Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you refuse to? Oh, I'll get into this later. Uh, and Probably in the last part. Okay. And we watched the English dub. Ah, okay. And the dub was not bad. Uh, Crispin Freeman is in it. I yes. Know that. He's in the first segment with the... Noodle soup guy. Yeah, and he, and he's, he's a noodle the last soup guy. Yeah. And then he's in the last segment, I believe, too. So And uh, I don't know, because so it's three stories, right? Mm-hmm. It's the noodle soup guy and then the fashion woman and then the the guy who pursues, uh, who tries to pursue the girl he likes yeah. in high school, but he ends up in the high school, but she doesn't. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it kind of gave me some like five centimeter vibes a little bit oh well that's sort of inevitable when you figure it's comics yes comics films right it's yes like i mean these are these are like it had the feel of previous comics films that makoto shinkai did with them so and i would say the third 
the third short film had that resemblance the strongest. Yes. Almost without two, a doubt. Yeah. Because you know, Makoto Shinkai <laughs> is always about lost love and how it, uh, how it evolves or fails over time. And that's basically the crux of that last story. And then I guess I would say the, the noodle soup one I didn't expect to like, but I enjoyed it. I got it, hungry. <laughs> it, it, like I joked about it. It felt like an episode of Tokyo Diner, midnight, of uh, Tokyo Diner Midnight Stories, oh, the um, okay. popular um, live action, which, the manga, which was a manga to start. It's never been animated, but it was made into a live action. The live action, I think, is great. Um, ten episodes of the most recent se- of a recent season is on that as a Netflix exclusive. I I'm itching to see them add more. I have the movie, which is still I still have yet to the two movies. I have yet to watch them, but that's what it felt like. That's what um, the su- noodle soup episode felt like. It was just like a like the first part was feel good and like yeah, like you know I went to this place and it's just the way that like we made it back at home. Like it was like that kind of mm-hmm. talk. Then it just made me feel warm. I was like, yeah. Then I tried a new place. That place closed. Tried a new place. It was still pretty good. Just what different. Did chain. It kind of sucked. Yes. Like, well, he didn't say that, but basically, he alluded yes. to that. Yes. And it was sort of meandering a little bit. I felt, but at the same time, it's like you know what? I'm okay with this. Like, it's just. I think that was the point, though. It's like it's like you're just listening to someone talk about their past mm-hmm. and. Especially since it talked about his grandmother. Yeah. And in, it's like, yeah, I'm not bored by this. It's, it's like, kind of cool. It's like, it's like when you're meeting up with a friend and he's just... Or, like, maybe you're doing a pro- project and you need to, like, record someone talk about what they did in, in their life. It's like one of those where it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like... this, But out of the three, that's the one that stuck out to you the most? Uh, or are they all... Like, the middle one, I think, it was charming, but... I mean, that, that's probably the one that sticks out to me the least, the middle one. I mean, I liked it. I was a little biased because it talked about fashion. Yes. So. Oh, yes. Let's, we'll talk about it. So it was, uh, you can relate to the woman's struggles in that one. Mm-hmm. And you self-worth, can, fleeting self-worth. And you can relate to how, like, the little sister was like, yo, man, I just. Just want to spend time. I just want to spend time with you. It's like. It's like when you're young and like your parents can never justify spending time with you because you know they have to work like six, seven days a week just so they can, you know, earn, put food on the table. Because mm-hmm. so. that was what my that was my home situation when I was young. So that's how I connected with it too. Okay, so there's a there's a personal link there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, as I said, I, I liked it. I mean, I had my own reasons for liking it, and we like. We have our own reasons for liking anything we want, liking or disliking things we watched. So, I mean, I, I'm glad that one connected. So, yeah. I mean, the thing that sticks out about me is what does it, what, like, the thing that always stuck out to me about flavors is where it, st- where it stands in terms of everything Comix has done. Like I said, um, I drew the parallel, I drew the parallel with Ocean Waves. <laughs> did we get that did we get did that i don't know if that got picked up on the microphones uh, kevin had to uh he got slaughtered <laughs> so, <laughs> no i was thinking to myself like where like this is one of those t- key moments for comics films because it's the first major it's the first thing they've done without 
the first thing I'm aware of that they've done without Makoto Shinkai's direct <coughs> per, uh, participation. Yet it had a lot of those hallmarks of things done with Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, like a lot of these stories were, what was it? I believe it. They were. Uh, they had a lot of Chinese staff involved. Yes, because because of the how uh, because of the Howliner um, because of Howliner um, yeah Howliner Animation Group because of the the Shanghai based uh, company that this was a co production with. So, uh, but as I said, this is a key. This might be a key project because we, now we'll, go, we'll also get to see what uh, what comics themselves are made of without Shinkai. It was just good to see that, like, you know what the Chinese can make. They the Chinese can tell good stories These, mm-hmm. and adapt that into animation because, like, in China, it's like most cartoons are like Rudim- kids' cartoons. They're pretty like rudimentary. Yeah, I was about to say rudimentary or childish. So maybe childish is overstating too. But and not to say that there, I know there are a couple of notable exceptions uh, whose names draw blank right now, but. It was just reassuring to see that, you know, like, there are, you know, with their two billion people, like, there are people that can make a decent work. And mm-hmm. it's 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 encouraging to see that uh, there are other there are other countries that can turn out a decent product, because I know, like, we all look at South Korea, too. And I can't say I'm familiar, but yes, like, they don't they don't always make. Like you don't, you don't really know any like great animation things that have popped into South Korea recently. Not that I can think of. Simpsons, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, we know them also for their music and their dramas these days. Mm. Yeah, like dramas, especially. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's like it's it's just reassuring to see. It's like you know what? We don't have to always rely on Japan and the U.S. for like good animation that tells a good story. Well, keep in mind, this is still a Japanese studio that, yeah. that is most noteworthy. Mm-hmm. So, but I get the feeling there's lessons for Howliner for, um, from what they learned from this. For so them. it's like, I felt like this was a bit of a litmus test just to see what they can do. Pass? I'd say so. Give me a letter grade. B? I'd say a solid B. I'd say a solid B. I'd agree with that. Uh, the thing about it was, and this is my, maybe, maybe the, and I and I stated this as a gripe, and maybe some, one of you guys can at least give me some insight on this. It was in Japanese, yes. It was in English, yes. This is a Chinese story. It wasn't in Mandarin, or at least the um, the uh, available audio tracks, at least in this ver- in the what Netflix released, and it's referred to as as the international version of it. Did they have Netflix in China? Nope, I don't think so. Nope, they don't. They don't. What's their streaming service? Um, there it's it's a domestic based one, but um, which I, I don't know too much about. Although for some strange reason, Shane McMahon's name comes up for some strange reason and all when I think about it, because I think he was involved. He for one of his side jobs was he was involved in a streaming service based in China, like one of the things he did while he was away from WWE. Uh, oh, I, it is that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna ask: Is this the same Vince McMahon of, of yes. wrestling? Okay, yes. All right. Yeah. No. Like Shane. Shane. Thing about Shane is people don't realize this guy knows stuff. Like through 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 his experience working with WWE, he's he's learned a lot. I mean, I mean, yeah, we make fun of it all the time because of his of the side of the circus show that that pro wrestling is, but he knows stuff and. 
when he left them uh, some years back, um, he became probably a wanted man in in the entertainment industry because of what what he learned from uh, working under his dad. And the politics people, and then people always said it in the politics of the WWE, he left it initially because it became obvious he wouldn't be the successor. It would be Stephanie and uh, Triple H. True, true. And he's back there. And and while Shane is still present now, it's still very, it's pretty obvious that Stephanie and and, uh, Triple H will be the ones to take over when the time comes. I think, as far as I could tell, anyway, um, pro wrestling fans may correct me, but um, that's the impression I get. But Shane, Shane, Shane can forge his, has very much forged his own path from by all accounts. Anyway, in any going back to Netflix, yes, they're not in in China. So, but they're because they believe in their own domestic services, much like the same reason I don't think Facebook is there. Or yeah, they or have their I, own social media. Yes, social medias. You know, we we do such as so. Yeah. So I so I don't know in what form. Um, Something like Flavors of Youth would have been available. Not totally. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, it makes you wonder if it does exist. It's just whether or not it was made available to us or not. The Mandarin, the Mandarin, it probably exists, but yes, it's just plain not available to us. But which, and, but I'm wondering the story behind that. Why yeah. that? Why that? Why a Mandarin track wouldn't have been uh, available to listen to what viewers outside of China itself? It's just a thought. Because I, th- like I said, these these are Chinese stories. I'd like to hear it in Chinese too. These are very Chinese stories. Yeah. Okay. It would have been nice. I know you haven't seen it yet. I haven't. I'm sorry, I can add to this conversation. <laughs> well, is there a thought? I mean, any curiosity? What it may mean? Like, like I, as I said, I drew the I drew the parallels between like everyone. If if you're gonna draw the parallel between Shinkai and Miyazaki, you're gonna there's also mo- you're gonna draw parallels with everything associated with them too. Comics, Studio Ghibli. So in this case, flavor. If this is uh, if if um, if flavors uh, flavors of youth is essentially comics's version to me of Ocean Waves, because Ocean Waves was the first noteworthy project Studio Ghibli did without Miyazaki. Some ways, uh, so I look at flavors the same way when it comes to comics and um, Shinkai, and I'd say it w- it picked up on the themes that made it made them so noteworthy and it felt li- but it, it felt light but we expected it to feel somewhat light and how so. and how do you and how and, and to be fair how do you follow up because how do you follow <laughs> up from your name anyway you don't you no, don't yeah, well, no you it's, don't. it's tough you just make a good you just try and make something that say that says oh that was worth watching not necessarily a masterpiece but say hey that was time well spent this was i thought time well spent that's all I can. That's like how long was it? A little over an hour. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah, I would say like you know it was interesting. I was I was talking to my friends about it afterwards, and they you know more or less thought it was like yeah that was nice. Like they because they seemed a little bored at first, but then they slowly got drawn into it a little by little. Mm-hmm. So because we finished the movie, you think if you got that bored, you would just watch something else, but they stuck with it. Yeah. And I thought it was, it, well, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. When I think about it, it's a no-brainer for anybody who was ever into Shinkai stuff. Because you're, as I said, it becomes a nice discussion in and of itself. What can comics do without Shinkai? And I think the answer is, it might be pretty good. I think it's, it's at least okay. Okay, so give it that a watch. See, now I, now I brought up two projects that 
like one of you watched, but the other hasn't, and then vice versa. And then, and then uh, the third thing I mentioned was us and them. Neither of you have watched it. It is not anime. I will, and I constantly will say, watch it. Cool. And ha- and and have a box of Kleenexes uh, <laughs> next year. But um, <coughs> I can't say enough about that one. I, I can't say enough about that one right now because that's going to stick in your head uh, after you, when you've watched it. Uh, but and if you're to our female listeners. <laughs> Um, to our female listeners out there, if you're I'm a sure sucker for romance, uh, romance dramas, um, a la, let's say, The Notebook, this, I say, would be a good watch for you. Highly recommended. And I, and I keep mentioning this to my um, co-workers at work, and a lot of them are Chinese, and they already recognize a few of the names associated with the movie. So, um, and this was the, and this is, I think the highest grossing film in China thus far this year. Oh, really? Of them. So, um, uh, like I think, uh, yeah, it, I think it, uh, I certainly at the, at the point that Netflix picked it up back in May, it was the highest grossing to that point. And I think it still maintained that role th- thus far this year. I mean, to be fair, Crazy Rich Asians has not been released in China yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? No, yeah. not true. I've been meaning to watch that. I've been meaning to watch that too. It's strange, my uh, because my um, sisters, my sisters have read the books, so I oh, think my okay. and I think um, I think uh, my uh, the uh, my middle sister, she's I think in the second or third book in that series. She she's reading the sequel. Like I mean, my sisters are well versed on, on in these things, and I often have to borrow books from them because they talk about some topical items. Oh, um, since since we didn't mention this um, back then. Um, <coughs> Sorry, a cough button's not working. Um, okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to throw something just quickly because um, I, did, I didn't mention it. Uh, we haven't mentioned it at any point because we've been away for two months. You knew about the uh, Om Shinrikyo executions? Oh, you didn't know about the sarin gas attack? You remember I this? know of it. Like, I've heard about it, okay. but the, I didn't um, know the executions happened, though. They happened in, in, in the early part and the latter part of July. So about 12, 13 of members were hung. Um, in July, and that made big news. That made big news, Is that obviously. the Japanese terrorist group? Yes. The cult that became the terrorist group, the sarin gas attack in the mid-90s. Right. So um, that I killed. About, I heard about the execution. Yes. Uh, just for reference, um, um, Haruki Murakami, the, uh, great, uh, the famous Japanese author, he actually wrote a book about the gas attacks where he ended up interviewing people involved, uh, pe- family members and people involved in all of that. And he, and the, just after the um, attacks happened, he wrote an op-ed, an opinion piece, um, just after the first set of uh, the executions happened. I don't know if it was the first wave or the second wave in earlier and then late July. And he said, generally, I'm against executions and capital punishment. Mm-hmm. But after learning the story, after writing the book, because he wrote the, the book he wrote, um, he said he can't be in this case. For this case specifically, that's how much he's still haunted by the um, story the, to this day. Quite the quite a thing for him to say, but and he doesn't say too much about you know about current events. But as far as I could tell, but uh, when he spoke, it was worth listening to. Uh, but uh, that's another aside. It was quite the story at the time. I remember that because I was in, I was finishing high school myself when it happened. Well, I, I don't lie about my age. So, um, and uh, I know that I talked about that with my English teachers at the time too, because I was in a creative writing class. Uh, 
So um, we talked at length about that because some at the time of the attack, people hinted that had been depicted in fiction already. So um, as as I said, uh, it was a, it was quite the story at the time, and uh, too bad we couldn't uh, co- cover it at the time it happened on the on the show. But uh, uh, just a quick a th- quick thought. Meanwhile, uh, how are the Raptors doing? Uh, we're up by eight. Last minute of play in the fourth quarter. Yep, I think we're gonna win this I one. I think guys. I think they might be able to hold on. Okay, so we've put that one, uh, so l- let's put that one aside. On the topic, though, of Netflix and streaming services, obviously um, the key, there's been some key news in the, in the anime news cycle, um, anime news, 24-hour news cycle, and that involves Crunchyroll and Funimation. They ended their agree- they've, they're going to end their agreement, and... I mean, I want to touch on this because um, James isn't here. I know he'll talk at, more at length, but um, I don't know what to make of this. I, I mean, here I was just about to take out a Crunchyroll su- uh, subscription, but uh, I'm holding back, obviously. How how big is this going to affect their library? Ooh, this will be interesting because they were they were in the process of like putting like adding backlog Funimation titles in subtitle format because when that agreement happened Funimation stopped putting subtitled content on their on their website you can only watch the dubs yeah you can only watch the dubs on Funimation now so it's like so what's going to happen now they made an agreement with somebody else, and I forgot their names. I really should get myself well, more well-versed Are, are they about. doing their own streaming? I mean, they have their own streaming service, isn't it? Funimation? Funimation? Yes. Yeah. Fun, funny, Funimation Now. Yeah. So are they just going to push harder on that? Yeah, seemingly, yes. Or, or, or it could be part of the further consolidation. I mean, it is Sony, right? We are talking Sony now with Funimation, right? True. And Plus, they, ended their, they ended their Crackle service. Plus, what was going on was that... Uh, because Funimation will just pick up a bunch of new shows every season. Mm-hmm. So they would air the subtitled version on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. And then when Funimation eventually does what they call their simul dubs, they would just air it on Funimation. It seems very convoluted. Like, was this just a money issue? I mean, like. Well, uh, I mean, everyone said uh, this may, like, this sort of was coming anyway because. Because of the ownerships of both of both entities, I, I think AT and T bought out the uh, parent company of Crunchyroll recently, okay. and, and then Sony, Sony bought Funimation. Mm-hmm. So Gen Fukunaga is like laughing his way to the <laughs> bank. But oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a line that even James mentions because uh, Gen somehow keeps keeps his job on winning. He keeps on winning. Keeps on winning. Good man. Uh, he uh, he must be the. Sm- I I would call him the smartest man in the anime industry in North America, just for reference. Doesn't know how to quit. Well, he, he, I mean, he must have. He must be doing something right. But um, I guess it leads to question. Like, what type of que- Like, it does lead to have its share of questions. And one, we one. I'm not totally sure as to which ones, much less their answers. Like uh, I mean, I need a blush, a first blush on you for you from you guys on it's this. It's gonna be tough. I mean, I, I mean, this reminds me of the whole Netflix Disney and their and that's streaming, gonna happen pretty right? soon too. Like, like this is coming. There's there's a bunch of um, fragmentation coming in the streaming services. Like this is this is the the winter is coming. <laughs> I feel like I mean, I, I have higher hopes for the Disney streaming service than I would Funimation and their streaming service, only because Disney. Isn't just relying on their 
old properties to win over viewership, but producing ton of new content, right? I mean, is Funimation going to start acquiring a ton of new things? I think this, like, my thinking is this might be part of a broader thing by Sony themselves. Okay. Because, um, as I said, it's this is Sony, and I think, um, I think they, like, it, it doesn't... Are they going to do that thing where they force you to buy another Sony product and we're going to get this product kind of thing? Or are they going to start bundling up services, make it an all-in-one type of situation? Where Who you knows? Pay? That's the problem. Because that'd be good if you get, like, a, if Sony had like a one subscription for all of our Sony things. Well, that's the thing. Could it, could, could they be coming out with a Uber ser- an Uber streaming service, like a yeah. Uber types Uber streaming service that has a variety of bunch of things, anime or their own movies, their own productions, etc. You mean what Amazon's doing? <laughs> Allah. Yes. Something to that effect. I mean, you can't you can't put it past them and, you know, Sony has enough of a history that they could do this hey mm-hmm. future hey playstation is their thing too yep. and where could like it boggles the mind where this could end up going with the end of crackle in canada okay. i don't and i don't know where it stands in the states these days i mean it's, i'm not saying PlayStation, playstation has uh live streaming tv in the states right places view okay oh so, but um service, and, yeah. and and i get it uh the it's i mean everything under the sony banner is fragmented enough as well so we're, we can only guess yeah. but i get the feeling this will be part this could be part of a bigger thing this could be part of a bigger thing for sony yeah can you hear that folks sorry <laughs> but it, i i just thought it's a food for thought and from the consumer end from the consumer, from me, from a consumer end, myself personally, okay, I guess I'm holding off on a subscription to yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just stick with the Netflix subscription for now. It's, I mean, this war of streaming services, it's just going to end with one company owning the rest of them at some point, right? I, I feel like a big power player like Amazon or maybe like Apple or something, you just swoop in there and just buy out sony and all their content well they're i mean we're, we're seeing we've seen a version of that with disney and fox true oh yeah. man that'd be awesome disney just won if disney just purchased netflix and was like we own netflix now oh. you know <laughs> i'm not totally sure that's a good thing i mean i like competition too but I, it's good but i'd rather have one streaming service and five streaming services that's the thing as a consumer like is this good is this not good like i those, I, I mean i love competition too but those days ended a long time ago i'm sorry like it was nice when Crunchyroll had pretty much every single anime that season or whatever mm-hmm. but you knew that once the big companies saw the money mm-hmm it was going to end, and now it's like, oh, you have to... Is Hulu still around in the States? Like Hulu is still... Yeah. So, I don't know if they still get exclusives, but like you have the Netflix exclusives, and you have the Amazon exclusives, and then uh, then ADV slash Sentai uh, is now you know, doing their thing, and like... <laughs> I heard this, uh, this great future argument in regards to the future of Netflix... And uh, its biggest competitor, and uh, the argument was that Netflix's biggest competitor is actually YouTube, uh, in the sense that it costs YouTube nothing for their content because people just give them content, right? Yeah. Uh, as where Netflix has to spend millions of dollars to produce content, right? I mean, if the end goal is just viewership, YouTube's winning day and night, right? Yeah, because well, they can offer it for free. Yep. But then again, 
how do they make their money? But they do. Exactly. I mean, and, and quite honestly, people complain about, like, oh, I can't have all my stuff in one convenient package. But really, if you want to watch that show badly enough, the internet's still there for you to pirate whatever the hell you want. Oh, come on, man. We're 2018. Let's not pirate anymore. Well, it's... The problem is that the problem is that's part of the uh, but that's part of the the debate right now in light of this in light of this uh, separation and this is why this barely affects me as a consumer. So I don't care if there's five different services because quite frankly I don't pay for any of them. Crunchyroll. I, I don't need to watch something the second it comes out. I will wait that one week. Commercials? I don't care. I'll go, like, take a piss or get some food in the meanwhile. And I'm with a friend? I'm sorry. I'm putting that ad block service up. But by myself, I leave the ads on. Now, Netflix? Yeah, I don't watch... I barely watch, like... I don't watch TV. I don't watch North American TV shows. That's where most of Netflix's value comes from. That and the movies. Movies? Don't really care. Like I remember, I, I remember the last episode I was with you. Mm-hmm. I told you how infrequently I go to the theater. Yeah. So if I really want to see something badly enough, I'll go to my friend's house. He has Netflix. Or if I really wanted, I know Mike's offered me to use his Netflix before too. But it's like I don't feel the need to pay for Netflix. I'm sorry. Like I, I get why people do it, and it's a great service, but. Just don't care. Don't need it. I don't need it in my life. How do you then like discover new things? Going to people's houses and they'll show it there. <laughs> uh, so let's see. In terms of like anime, though, mm. uh, I'm watching Banana Fish. Love it. I think that's an Amazon exclusive. But I remember when Amazon was like, you had to pay for Amazon Prime and then you had to pay for the anime section. I was Banana like, Fish. Wow. I'm like. Fuck that. I'm not going to pay. Like, I don't think they, they no, two-tier charge you anymore. It's all inclusive now. It's all inclusive now, yeah. yeah. So, but I don't... You know, the, the fulfillment center is, like, not far from me. If I need to order anything, it comes in, like, three days anyway. So I don't need to pay for Prime. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, am I going to really pay the yearly membership just to watch, like, three anime shows? No. I know Elementary is on uh, Prime. <laughs> And Does, do my, you have Prime? No, I don't. Oh, I you don't have Prime. Okay, I had like the student Prime, which doesn't give you the content. They don't give you like the TV content anyway. If, but I could have, be wrong. That's not a bad selection. I have Prime, by the way. I'm just perusing through their Japanese section. Oh, okay, like yeah, no, I can see. I can see it. Okay, thanks. And the selection's pretty good on like all accounts, but it's just like you know what? If I don't, I don't want to pay for four services just to watch all the anime I want. So if, I'm sorry, if I have to bootleg something, I will. I bought the manga. I own the manga for Banana Fish. Yes. I when, probably, you that, when you brought up that name, I was thinking, whoa. Yeah. Flash. Because they, they, they finally animated it because it was that's like. like that, that ran in the 80s and to mid 90s. Yes. And like that's an anniversary. Like, it's like, I think this year was one of the anniversaries for Banana Fish. I don't remember how long exactly. Oh, I think it's its 30th. So let me just check. Let me just look this up quickly. So it's like eighty-five to ninety-four. Yeah. Yes, eighty-five to ninety-four. It's in it's an eighties shoujo manga. 
And I would say it was one of the early progenitors of BL as well. <laughs> Entirely possible. I, 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 looking at the designs, sure. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, like, no, some stuff's on Crunchyroll. Like, I watch cells I work through Crunchyroll. Like, I'll, you know, if the legal option is there and I don't have to pay for it, I'll do it that way. And I'll watch the ads when I'm by myself. Cool. And for Bannon Fish, I will buy that show when it, when it comes out. So yeah. that's how I support it. It's not as if I always, like, pirate every single thing. Like, I, if I really love the show, I will support it. In the end, it still comes down to good content. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I can't argue. I'm not going to argue the, the thing. I mean, everyone has their own means, ways of going about it. And, but, but Kevin pr- presents the classical dilemma. Uh, the classical dilemma of, how, of what the industry has to face these days. Well, yeah, absolutely. And so. this needs to happen for manga someday, which I know won't happen for a long time. We've had there's the thing is the thing is the I think it's going through its pains digitally now too. See, manga I don't read illegally for the most part. He has a lot. That's why. Why do you think he does the nomonoichi? So, so um, yeah, that's a, and that's a fair statement. I'm not going to say I totally agree. It's just you know we all have our means to we all have our reasons, right? I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, I think for now, I, I pro- like, I take that same attitude w- with uh, smartphones these days. I used to want to get the latest phone, the latest device, the day it came out, and then I needed money. So um, <laughs> the the thing is, the thing is, um, the thing is, my latest, my current phone is an iPhone Seven, which I got just bef- like a month before Anime North, or just before Anime North this year. That it's been that that means this phone has been out for the better part of a year of two years now. Like it, the, the so stuff in some model that like it's an old, but it, it, it works. works. Yeah, it's just yeah. I'll take it for now. And uh, if I can, but if I can snag something, snag one of the more recent ones at a like, and I don't expect the most recent Who's ones. Who's your uh, provider? Rogers. Public Mobile. Good for you. Freedom. Formerly wind. Yes. Oh, well, really, man? You, oh, you get good service, though. I'm assuming the, to justify honestly, it. I, <laughs> the, so I've been with I've been with them since like day one because oh, they, oh as wind as wind as wind because it was, so you've it watched was, them. It was the first like, hey, forty bucks unlimited internet. I'm like, okay, I want unlimited internet. Is it shitty internet? You're damn right it's shitty internet. <laughs> but it's unlimited. What, what do I care? And as time progresses, they get better and better. I mean, like, now it's like I pay like, what, 50 bucks a month and I get 10 gigs of data? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm... I mean, I, I mean, the big, the big companies had that thing last year. So. Do you use 10 gigs of data, though? Right, he's, let me, I'm, a, I'm a very oh, heavy user. He's a heavy user. You justify And he talks okay. about it. He talks so like uh, In private conversations, uh, young Mo here has talked about what he streams on uh, his commutes. So, so he much. can justify this. This is July to August. I did 12 gigs. Holy shit. And it's all YouTube. I watch so much YouTube. No, he, Holy he justifi- shit. He justifies this. So Yeah, I do like 15 August to September. I know. People like to make fun of, oh, do you use 10 gigs? Some do. It's, yeah, it's, and I wasn't trying to patronize you, but I was like, I was genuinely curious. Like, do you really use I 10 gigs? Of you will. Use fu- that much, like, the, yeah. thing is, we, the thing is, the strange part is, we live in a, like... One of the things that's depicted in Japan is the is a commuter culture. Everyone going on trains mm-hmm. and you know and subways to get to the to get to where they have to go for for yeah. the day. We don't. T- I mean, I don't experience it myself because my job is a ten <clears throat> ten minute drive away. Even though I live beside a subway station, 
how would you subway to work hmm? how would you get from here to your work I'd oh no 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 i live the thing is like I, i'm just trying to think like logistically you no have I, to take, I don't like a mississauga bus no for then, me like, I, and i don't and i don't take one i just drive yeah right? i've joined that commuter lifestyle uh and yeah, I do use my phone. Yes. And I don't watch videos, though. But people are, like, that's the thing. And whenever I, uh, I'm i on a subway, I notice people, you know, and I do it too, staring, looking at their phones, playing yeah, a game, absolutely. watching a video maybe they've downloaded, if not have, if they, if they don't have, the, if they don't have internet service down below. But some people do. And, and like, there's a cult there. That's a, that's a fame. The commuter culture is famous in, in Japan. To some degree, it, we have a version of it here. It's not to the same degree, but it's there yeah. here in, in, in big cities, <laughs> in a lot of big cities. True. Right. I'm just thinking of rush hour and the jam-packedness of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as I said, a different strokes for different folks. Uh, for me, I'm just saying, okay, so I guess I'm just sticking with Netflix for now. Yeah. My, my sister is a big Vicky, Vicky fan. Oh yeah, uh, she and she just sticks. She just sticks with the. Um, she just sticks with their free service. So, and um, you know, it's just that I, I seemingly and, and I say this. I've had Netflix for a few for some year, a couple years too, and I don't like this is the mo- this is the heaviest use I've had in a little while. Like for Netflix, the, yeah, and then last month or the last couple weeks because of watching all those things. You you share your Netflix with. I'm guessing family and so forth. Yes. So you guys all have your own individual accounts. Yes. This, yeah, so uh, so every so often, I go in to see what Neil has watched. Has watched. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've 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 shared my Netflix password with some family that's been staying over, uh, and they've just been using it for like the last three months, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know when you like you launch it up, you have like your list of different accounts. Yes. The first account's mine, and then I set up their own accounts for those for them to use. Yes. Uh. But they just like decided not to use their own accounts. They, the so, first you're, you're, so they're using mine, and I'm getting all these ads for Indian because they love Indian. Okay, well, yeah. Like, stuff. Yeah. And it's just like nonstop. It used to be where I was almost like super happy about the I, algorithm. I, I have a great story. Okay, in a sec, but finish yours because I will tell you a great story I mean, right I, after. I'm, for, I, I love Netflix, and I just I love the predictiveness of their recommendations i mean you watch enough netflix netflix will get to know you personally and recommend amazing stuff time and time again that's right but then if you have someone else come in there and start watching a bunch of stuff you don't care about your recommendations are gone you'll never get recommend anything you like just whatever they like mm-hmm. well maybe that's probably how i ended up with a recommendation for us and them because of my watch of the odd uh, odd japanese document uh, japanese drama exactly yeah, and Asian dramas. Mind you, uh, I think this was a big thing for Netflix to have picked up that movie too. Like I said, it was the highest gro- it's been I think the highest grosser in um in Chinese theaters this year. So uh so it's something they pressed hard cuz they probably paid for that. Oh, yeah. a fair amount for oh, it. Yeah. A good amount for it. Okay, I'm going to make sure Kevin can hear this story. <laughs> Kevin. Okay. Well, see, now that you mentioned the algorithms though, Mo. Mm-hmm. Um, did I tell you how my mother ended up with her Kindle? No. Okay. I, and any, any of my friends on uh, social media will knows this story. So I'll tell it now. Okay. I, um, I mean, I've had, I've had Kindles. I've had a couple Kindles. I've owned one since, um, I've owned them since 20, 2011, 2010, 2011 or something. Okay. So I've had two different models. Um, and then, <clears throat> 
we, my mother was reading a fair amount and uh, we thought, and my sister and I thought, okay, maybe she has a lot of books. Maybe we should consider getting her a Kindle. She was never into, you know, the, the technology stuff. So we just wanted to test it. And then, so I decided to lend her mine okay. for a while. Reading it through your library of books, I guess. Not through, no, but like she can, or she can just um, download free books herself just to see if she could, she liked the idea. Okay. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. Like it went missing. Okay. Right. And then suddenly, suddenly my inbox started getting all these recommendations for romance novels. <sighs> from, the, Amazon, the Amazon. From, Am- from Amazon. I started oh, getting all man. these Amazon recommendations for romance novels. And my mother got a, and, and then my mother got a um, Kindle for Mother's Day. <laughs> and then, uh, and uh, I made it a point to tie her account to my dad's credit card. Yes. <laughs> so, and so, um, and, and I'm told, yes, she had racked up a little bit of a bill. Uh, dad, dad pays it. I'm told pays it. So, <laughs> and I, but I always double check it every so often anyway. So, um, but everything, everything seems fine. She still has the Kindle. She still reads it. She still reads it religiously. She'll buy a novel every so often. Nice. Uh, without realizing she just bought it, but she'll buy it. <laughs> So, um, so that's, uh, that's how my mom ended up with the, with it. I mean, I, I, and, um, maybe it's about time that we updated it. So that could happen somewhere along the line, maybe next mother's day. Anyway, so that, there's our thoughts on, there's some thoughts, as I said, um, this is an evolving store. The whole bit with the streaming services, this is a, obviously this will be an evolving thing. We'll be keeping up with it. Obviously we'll get other takes on what happened between Crunchyroll and Funimation too, as well. Um, when James returns, uh, when James returns to the mics in a future episode, um, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot more as uh, time goes and see what the what further fallout will happen from the uh, separation between Crunchyroll and Funimation. Okay, so before we end off tonight, um, there's not really there isn't really too much to mention. I mean. I mean, as as Kevin, as you guys came in, we watched a little bit of the kimono revo- kimono documentary that I mentioned during the digest, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, Kevin's more the fashion guy because I want him to see some of that. I I, I, I pressed that one on him. Um, you have a thought that from all of that, man, it was it, it was aside so, from cheesy, but well, I wouldn't say it was cheesy. It was it was really cool seeing all the different kinds of kimono that were on display and like the guy's goal to like make one for what every single country mm-hmm. in the Olympics. So a bit of a noble goal, I'd say uh, I really liked how they've, cause we only saw that one segment, right? We only saw the Canada story. So how he asked the, the one of the, the, the national treasures of him making that specific Ogura, style yeah, of, for, the, you... for the Obi mm-hmm. and how like he had to challenge himself because what the colors were not what he, like usually they're darker colors. Was that what you said? Yeah. They're they're He cer- certainly not, they don't get into the pa- bright pastel type that um, he was asked to make. It's, it's hard for it to be visible if it's that bright. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So darkness stands out more. Yes. And I don't know what's interesting to me is like, now I've just you know I like a lot of Japanese clothing brands and I've seen some of these brands use parts of kimono mm-hmm. 
in like whatever they make. So like I know for one brand, I have like a it's not a kimono, but it's like a kimono style cardigan where uh the outside shell is just blue, but in the inside it's like this beautiful print of Mount Fuji. Hmm. And uh I I don't and I don't know my like kimono pieces very well. I don't know what's called what, to be honest, but we just I, know the OB because that was Yeah. Like the there's big. there's like inner there's like inner garments that you wear in a kimono. Mm-hmm. And I know uh there's a brand I really like called Capital where they've they've used they they call it like that part of the kimono, but you can just you just wear it as like a shirt or you just wear it as like an outer layer. Okay. So people have interpreted Different the kimono, pieces. different pieces of the kimono in different ways. As for like the kimono itself, yeah, like it's it is dying. Like because what they don't really wear it in Japan that often anymore, save for like special occasions or like Tanabata or yeah. I mean, well, Tanabata, like I mean, with Yukata, it becomes like that's a fairly casual. That's as casual as it gets. Yeah, because kimono is considered formal formal wear. So um. That's part. Oh, well, kimono is now considered more formal wear. I mean, it was everyday wear before. It's like how the suit's dying, so to speak. In many respects, I suppose. Yeah, but suits, the suits are a little bit more, I think, adaptable. True. I mean, like, I mean, this is part of the dilemma. I think um, the industry faces. What the hell do I know? I, I guess. But and the way I see it right now <laughs> with suits is that people always think of suits as formal. Oh, you know. Suits mean business. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like that. And it doesn't have to be. Like I've seen I've seen like casual suiting. So if you just think of a suit as like just jacket. the jacket and a pant, yeah. There's a lot of variety out there. No, no, it's it's a, obviously you're right. I mean, it, you can take a suit and make it casual. Like you can you can fester it up, you can make it look colorful and so forth and wear it in certain ways, but I feel like no matter how much you change it'll always be suits equal business. Or suits equal serious talk, you know? And I've actually been toying with the idea of wearing casual suiting. Mm. So it doesn't even need to look like a suit. It could look like work it could be like a workwear style like jacket and pants, but you could still call that a suit, even though you wouldn't think of it as a suit. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a difference between a tuxedo and like a casual sports jacket. Yeah, video, you know. And so I feel like if they want kimonos to survive, they people need to get people need to adapt the kimono in in a normal day setting. And I think those girls in the class that we saw in the video. I mean, I feel like. They're probably having ideas of how to do that, how to get more people to wear kimonos, how to make it more modern, how to make it more adaptable. And and, and keep in mind, like as I said, we we I I kept saying the the style, the Hakata Kenjo style that was depicted in that obi. I mean, um, there's only ten living treasures, only ten people in the world, only ten people in all of Japan still know how to do that style. And those girls you just saw could be are could very well be part of the successor group. Because, and as I said, kicking and screaming, maybe <laughs> bringing the style into into the twenty first century, kicking and screaming, right? 
I mean, I mean, having to dabble with the brighter colors, which which may make it may make the style more appealing to um, people to to others to women. But I thought it was just an interesting story. It's an ornate garment in my eyes. I always said this about. I always gave this impression of the kimono when I saw it. It's ornate. It's it's a, it's and and it's something that's very hard to maintain. That seems very hard to maintain. And if it has to be repurposed, redone, retailored, so to speak, that's a service and that's an art form in and of itself. Because I've seen documentaries based on that. How to how a, a kimono was basically deconstructed back to the original sheets it were, and then re, and then redone completely to fit its new fit its new owner, who was the daughter of a of its previous owner, or something to that effect. So, but that's part of the dilemma: how they completely redid it, restitched it, cleaned it, cleaned it, mm. and that was a process that took weeks. But it, but it also tells you how ornate it, how ornate it can be, and how complicated a garment it can really be. So that's part of the dilemma, I think, too. Yeah, right. I have a friend who's uh, into kimono. I don't know if she she'd be happy with what I just said about how to you have to rework it. Show the documentary to her. I'm curious. I to, did think of her when I saw that. Uh, show that to her next time you're on. Let me know. I'm really curious to hear that take. To hear your friend's take, then if that's the story. Send but, me the link, and I'll I'll link it to her for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's on the blog, www.animeroundtable.com. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll send it. I'll send you the. I'll send you the page uh, again too. Okay, for sure. Sure. But um, I thought that was an interesting story. I still find that a very interesting story. I will say this much: after watching that documentary, I looked a little further back. This has been something NHK has been keeping up with for some years, because they've um, they've profiled the uh, Takakura, the um, guy behind the project. <coughs> they profiled him back in 2015 on Newsroom Tokyo. On their uh, flagship, uh, on the on NHK World's flagship English uh, newscast, so they featured him. They did that feature on him, and at the time, he had just come back from Milan, and basically, he started the pro- the first. I think the first kimono in the project was the Italian one, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. And he debuted in Milan. Where else to start, right? Yeah. Where else to start this start project? High, start, high. start high, and and if you can win him over, you you're off to a good start. He did. So he featured that, and I think he featured the the U.S. one at the time. Uh, the one of the I, I and if you've heard me talk about NHK World in the past, then you'll know I've mentioned um, I've mentioned one of the uh, co-anchors of Newsroom Tokyo, Aki Shibuya, who used to be the host of the fashion show on that on NHK yes. Tokyo Fashion Express. She was in on that segment as well. So um, I wondered what she would have been thinking. Because she's seen a lot. She's seen her professional pass on NHK probably come come full circle in some of the segments she's been covering since. So I wondered what her impression was at the time. Because she's done she's done profiles of, Kimo, of Kyoyu Zen and Kyoto uh, kimono makers okay. in the past. So I wondered what her take would have been personally uh, in seeing all that done. But the thing is, NHK, my point is, NHK has been just keeping up with the guy. They've kept up with his project for, and now three years. So I guess they're going to see this through. They're, they'll watch to see how this ultimately uh, unfolds. How, and <laughs> like I said, he's only uh, as of the at the time of the documentary, he had gotten through a hundred of them. He's roughly halfway through. He has two years to go. He, but he's instru- But he. Uh, but by all accounts, he's instru- He's been able to get more people on uh, on board. So he might be able to get those last hundred out pretty quickly. Oh, jeez. It's just that this is quite the undertaking. So, anyway, I want to hear your final take on that. Um, 
really that's about it. There isn't too much else on the mind to, uh, on the mind today. I just wanted to get something go- uh, going and uh, talk to you guys again. So I'm glad both of you made it. Absolutely. Really, and, and really, there's no and really as much as I joke about it. You know, I mean, Neil, Neil, and James. We'll hear. Obviously, we'll hear from them too. So to hear their takes on various things in the near future too. What we talked about here, and of course, the other stuff still to come. Um, I'll be watching a few more things. Maybe watch the. Uh, oh God. Now that I mentioned Neil, I ended up thinking about um, Battleship Tiramisu. Mm-hmm. And I oh, yeah, the new season should have started. Either it's going to start or it did start. See, I got an email mentioning that there's a bathhouse episode of that. <laughs> yeah, my, my friend recommended that show to me. I know I talked about it in the past. Yes. But, so, yeah, we finished that season. It is one, it's a fucking dumb show, but it... It is fun. It revels it in like its a, stupidity. Yeah, I think that's the point. It's supposed to be stupid. Oh, it's hella stupid. But what what annoys me is that they don't they don't show the hot girl enough. They always show that like ugly <laughs> hag, and I'm like, why the fuck is this lady in like every other episode when I want to see the hot chick? I'm sorry. No, I'm actually I'm not sorry. Like, come on. <laughs> but I bet you they do that on purpose too. Yes. Matt, remember, it's a parody of everything. Ah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's leave it at let's leave it at that because um, well, I've, I've I've drunk enough iced tea. I have to go to the washroom. <laughs> let's call it a let's call it a night. We're gonna let's call it a night. Um, <clears throat> if you have any comments, questions, flames, especially the flames uh, to both of you listeners out there, uh, <laughs> anime roundtable at gmail dot com is our email address. Triple W dot anime roundtable. That's the blog. It'll be updated as we can uh, with the various other stuff. Uh, at uh, at Anime Roundtable, that is our Twitter handle. And if you want to check out the entire archive raw, uh, check out our SoundCloud feed. It can be linked from sixtalk.com. Yes. I have a question. Okay, and this is probably the last thing. So I was listening to the backlog. Yes. So when, you remember how you took like a year off and so there was two consecutive like Anime North episodes? Like you did seventy five, and then like you did seventy six, and seventy seven is when you took your break, and then you did an AN episode again. Well, yeah, when I like when like basically when the sh- the uh, the um comic den era petered out. So you apparently did a recording when Neil and Adam reunited, but oh, and you I've never, never put it, it up. So where is this footage? Somewhere. You have it, don't you? Still have Somewhere, it, don't you? But then uh, it's it's like it's kind of like anything bu- anything buried in my library uh, in my library buried somewhere. Because I I heard that like what Reference? a week ago, and I was like, wait a second, this never came out. So I'm still looking for episode thirty. By the way, inquiring minds want to know if anyone finds episode thirty, let me know. Oh, I need to follow up on two people that might actually have that episode. Oh, good. Well, yeah, and if you do find it, let me know because I am seriously searching for that. Because it's lost to history, for, to my history, anyway. So, yeah, where's the episode, Mike? <laughs> I, think, I, I think we might have... See, I, I, there's a part of me that's wondering, did I edit this down with, the int- with that intro between... Oh, wait. I think I know what it was. Um, I edited it down, and, we did, and James and I did an introduction, but we never presented it fully as it was recorded that night. Is that, is that the one you're referring to? Uh, I think that's the one. But I could be wrong. Hmm. It was, I think it happened, like, in between, like, 76 and 77. Yeah, I think that's might have been the story. I think I did, we, James and I did a full, uh, introduced the episode, or I introduced the episode 
but and we severely edited it down. But the raw version is the one you're looking for. The the as it was recorded that night. Yeah, I'll look for any of it because that would have been the last time Neil and Adam have been had done the show together. Yeah, it was the last, and that would have been. Well, Adam did one more episode after that. When he the, did the, the AN one. Yeah, the Anime North. He the did one, that. And I think it was him by himself. Just him. I don't think Neil did the episode with me. With, with no, Neil wasn't there for that episode. Yeah. Because I remember, like, it, I heard this episode was, like a week ago. That was, uh, that was the last time. Those two were together, and then Adam did one more, and we haven't, you know. As I said, uh, yeah. Adam has his own battles to fight. Well, I'll say that much. Um, Adam certainly does have his own battles, and um, I support. Uh, whatever those battles are, I, I, I do support him fully. I do know what those, a lot of what those battles are, but maybe this is for him to say, and we'll and we'll leave it to him to ultimately say uh, in whatever form he he chooses when the time comes. But um, I know he's not listening, but I know he'll never listen to this. But uh, he does have my he'll always have my support on that, regardless. Anyway, that's uh, that's it for tonight. So um, thanks for listening, as always, and uh, good night from Toronto. Join us again for another edition of the Anime Roundtable on Six Talk.